and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 33. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week, we'll be talking about the 2016 horror film, The Devil's Dolls. Directed by... Padraig Reynolds. Padraig. Who... Infamous director of... Well, it's a spring. For listeners who may have tuned in more recently, our third episode talked about a 2011, I think, film called Rites of Spring. Like a supernatural slash heist kind of movie. Yeah. It had it a lot had, of things. It had dual plots, stuff going on. Um, we didn't like it very much. No. In fact, we trashed it pretty thoroughly. It was only our third episode, and mm-hmm. I feel like when I think back on it, it's really not as bad as like... Some of the depths that we've Death gotten Gasm, to. Deathgasm, yeah. like Shark Lake, a lot of the other really, really, really fucking horrible shit we've watched. Um, but it was our third episode and we didn't know we were what we were going to get ourselves into, so right. we thought it was the bottom of the barrel. Turns out it's more like the middle. So this is uh, that director's second and more recent film. Uh, I paused earlier on the title because... It's called a lot of different things at different points. Yeah. The Devil's Doll. The Devil Dolls. The Devil Dolls. Uh, Worry Dolls was the original title. Oh, was it? That makes mm-hmm. more sense for the plot of this movie. Makes a lot more sense. I'm There's really no devils sure. in this movie. I'm really not sure what the title refers to. I mean, like, it refers, it refers to, to the Worry Dolls. The Worry Dolls, it's but just, I don't know why it's called that. Yeah, because it's not a real devil, right? It's more like the concept of, like, evil dolls and, like, the, the dolls of a demon. Less be, than, like, being, like, Lucifer's dolls. I'll be completely honest. I I don't really understand why what's going on in this movie is happening. We'll get to it. We yeah, should... well, let's just set it up right away. Like, nothing in this movie really makes any sense. Uh, yeah, it was written by the guy who stars in it. Christopher Wheel, who's an actor of... I wouldn't say note, but he's been in a lot of things. <laughs> he, he works. He wrote it with uh, Danny Kolker, mm-hmm. who hasn't done anything else. And neither of them have ever written anything that's been produced before. So. We love to do our pet projects here on Now Screaming. Uh, interestingly enough, this started with the script. This script pre- like precedes the film. That makes sense. If, and he, it was if like, he wrote it, he was, it was like, sent to, I would like to be in this movie that I just wrote. Well, it was sent to Patrick Reynolds, like, hey, do you want to make this movie? Uh, which is because he Patrick Reynolds wrote Rites of Spring. So this was more pitched to him by mm. Chris Wheel and I guess whoever ended up paying for this, mm-hmm. um, which I think actually is Christopher Wheel and Danny Colker. I'm pretty sure they're <laughs> co-producers on it. I mean, that makes sense if we're looking at like this is their this is their movie. Padraig just kind of like put it together. It seems like, and it's right? really unfortunate because I mean, like, let's get into it. It's it's not good. It's, it's really I actually not. think it's worse than Rites of Spring. I think it's better than Rites of Spring, but I think it's real bad. I think Rites of Spring had a couple more things going for it than this movie does. I don't want to spend this episode talking about Rites of Spring. No, we because won't. Because I, I assume most of our listeners but that's haven't the, listened to that. Fair enough. Or, or have not seen Rites of Spring. Well, none of them have seen Rites of Spring. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Like this, let's let's evaluate this movie on its own merits. Okay. It deserves to stand. Well, then alone. I think it's real bad. It's a it's a fucking disaster. It like it's uh, it's competent. It is a movie. Um, I really feel like, actually, I have to say that because of other movies that we've done on this podcast that I feel like can't even really be qualified as movies. Like, Hellraiser Revelations is honestly barely a movie. Right. Like, I feel like I have to know in my heart that, like, movies could be so much worse. Right. They could be like Hellraiser. And and this movie has plot, it has characters, it has... Well, I I don't necessarily agree with that. I actually... (laughs) I want to say that the most competent part of this movie is probably the directing. I think there's a lot of... Decently shot sequences in this. Uh, 
Starting with the opening, actually. I think, like, there's a lot of tension there, and it actually works pretty well. I... Um, again, not... I'm not really praising this movie, and let's <laughs> let's not dig into it yet, but, uh... I, like, I actually think that, like, the script and the acting is where this really falls apart. It not is. necessarily the cinematography The and, script, specifically, I think, is, is the biggest problem with and this And editing movie. and stuff. Like, I think that, like, it actually... It's, yeah. It's put together pretty competently. Well, I was gonna say, if we're starting off with things that we, like, kind of like about it, like, I think the credit sequence is really strong. And I feel like I remember the, the Rites of Spring credit sequence. Wasn't that I strong? don't remember the credit it's, sequence at all. It's um, shots of this town and the, the music sounds like vaguely um, like kind of bluesish and spooky. Um, it's not special, but it sets a tone that I wish permeated the entire movie. Um, it's actually like, you know what? It's coming to my mind right now. Like, you know, the credit sequence of Get Out. Where it's like they're in the they're in the oh, car yeah. and they're going by the trees and there's kind of like spooky song playing. I'm starting to remember it. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of like what this was. Uh, so it sets the to- it sets it puts you really in a location. Well, it doesn't start with the credit sequence. That's what I'm saying. It, the I think the the opening sequence was. Let's let's just dial it back. Let's talk about how this movie opens. So it starts mm-hmm. with like this symbol being carved into a black screen, like a title card, and then we see that same symbol uh, carved into the flesh of a woman's forehead as she is. Uh, Tied, bound, bound and gagged, yeah, yeah, yeah. and tied to like a metal pipe. Very similar to Rites of Spring. That was my first note that I wrote down. Was Padraig loves his uh, girls tied up for ritual sacrifice because you got her arms above her head like mm-hmm. she's tied with rope to like a post. Yeah, uh, and my my first thought was, uh, "Whoa, we're going, we're going uh, zero to sixty, zero to one hundred, real quick." Yeah, she's trying to get free. She does a guy uh, who. We see intercut with her struggles. We see him like whispering to these little like they're barely even dolls. Like they're that's what yeah. they're referred to as. as well, we'll we'll talk about the dolls themselves later. He's yeah. like he's like talking to these dolls. He's whispering to them. We don't hear what he's saying. Like he puts them in a box. He puts them in a box and, and then, then comes he, with like a yellow cloth. And then he comes after her because he knows with that a she's, drill. With <laughs> it's a drill, right? It's, it's, it's a, a large drill. It's a it's a big drill. I don't know who would use this other than a construction worker. But it's like it's like the size of a chainsaw, except it's that drill. it's an electric drill. Yeah, battery powered apparently. I think the chase is the worst part of this opening sequence because I think this is not really the fault of this movie, but like running in movies, like ninety percent of the time looks pretty stupid, and this girl running around looks dumb. I mean, she's not really running; she's sort of like half jogging, but like her hands are kind of like up in the air, like she's kind of like delicately like jogging around this area and he's coming after her and then he'll see her and like rev the drill well he, the worst part of course is that she's i mean there's this chasing they chase through it's like a state Hallways. it's like an abandoned uh, mental hospital yeah oh yeah she's um and then like they they sort of get away and then every time that she thinks that she's safe the shot will move to show that he's in the background right just standing there waiting to be noticed <laughs> Before he starts chasing her again. And then she starts jogging again. Like, of course. It's, it's, I mean, we could sort of play with the idea that he's toying with her, right? But, like, the movie doesn't really express that. The movie's just like, he gotcha. And then she's like, oh, no, time to jog away. But like, it's so dumb. Uh, here's the thing. That's true of the bad guys later in the film, too, is that, like, they wait f- to be discovered to do the thing, which makes absolutely no narrative yeah. sense that they're like... Oh, you gotta see me standing behind you before I come for you. Yeah, it's so stupid. Not the last and one, and it but makes we'll get the there. the what would be scary or tense kind of silly. I agree. I think that there were absolutely no scary parts in this entire movie. I'll say that right up front. I don't. I don't even think I jumped. 
I nothing was creepy enough to really be that creepy. I don't think any there was any moment that really st- stuck out for me as like a scary movie moment. She gets chased around by this dude with the drill. Uh, she finds a cop who's been looking for her. There's like an APB out for her, mm-hmm. and he knows immediately who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, we, she thinks she's safe. He gets drilled in the head. The the guy shows up. Like I mean, like it's it's. It's extremely gruesome, and I think that, like... It's real fucked up. She gets sprayed with blood, and it just sucks. One of those things where she it's, looks like, like... She looks like at the end of Carrie. Yeah, she's like, just covered in just blood. It's just so much blood. And, like, it's just dumb. Like, why was this cop's window down? Like, it just felt like... Well, because he was talking to her. Through the window? Yeah. No, she just went and got in the car. I feel like she, she sees the cop car. She just runs and gets in the seat. I okay. actually... I thought what was going to happen was that, like, a, there was another murderer in the cop car... And who got her? Because the way she does it, she just doesn't even ask any questions. She just gets right in the front seat of that cop car. But then he's sitting with the window open. He gets drilled to death. She starts to run away. Uh, but then the bad guy, killer man, gets shot by another cop, hero cop. His name's Matt. He wrote the Quinci- movie. Coincidentally, he looks like Matthew McConaughey. We yeah. should just call him Matthew McConaughey this whole time. I, that's how I'm going to refer to it. He looks exactly like Matthew McConaughey. Uh, like a he, knockoff from Matthew He McConaughey. is unequivocally our star and he's the only character this movie really cares about. Um, Ugh. Well, he cares about his wife and his... or his ex-wife and his daughter. I doesn't think. care about the ex-wife. Cares about his daughter, but only because he does. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. And he immediately... After he shoots the, the killer man dead and says, okay, Henry, okay. Which... Oh, yeah, they ha- he, like, holds him as he dies. It's a really intriguing moment. And I... It's... It's explained very quickly, but it set something up that I thought was interesting was, what is it? Why does he know who this person is, et cetera, et cetera? Like, you're stepping into what is both my favorite thing and my least favorite thing about this movie. Should I save it for later? Probably. Okay. Uh, but we don't get any explanation of that. It just goes right into this credit sequence, which you mentioned earlier. Yes. Yeah, it's like all these like shots of like clearly a southern town. I remember very vividly, um, there's like a state fair or something. Yeah. And it's like against the night sky and there's all these lights and it's like really... It drops you really right into that location, which I really appreciated, both with music and with uh, images. And I just felt, I felt watching it like, if the whole movie is like this, it would be so good. Mm -hmm. It would like tonally be so effective if they played with like the southern aspects of it without being stereotypical well, or here's the thing. gross. Can you tell me where this movie was actually set? I'm assuming Louisiana. Only because of the plot stuff that happens? Yes. Because it, like, doesn't even give us the name of a town, I don't think. Like, it can't even, if like... If it did, I don't remember it at all. It's and, so like, big. the only thing that feels louisiana about it, we'll get into this plot stuff later, but, like, he at some point has to dri- drive kind of, like, deep into the woods, um, and that feels more like, I guess, Louisiana or, like... Tennessee or Carolina, yeah, or, or West Carolina. Virginia. It could be any of those West places. Virginia. I, I think of West Virginia being less southern and more Appalachian. Um, and this place clearly does have like fields, and is and it is rooted more southern. I guess I don't know. I'm getting a little bit into the yeah. This details is, this is too a much. real boring conversation. That's fine. Of what state might this movie? Well, take the place? answer is we don't know because the movie doesn't really find it important to tell us, which is a you know. Not a good thing. Detective Matt is the hero cop. He's been tracking this serial killer, Henry. He, he finally and his partner are doing it together. What's her? What is it? What's her name? Darcy. Darcy. Yes. Um, they've been tracking him. It's a real bittersweet moment for him because this is what his life's been: is trying it's to find Henry. Many and... years, right? Yeah, like, yeah, long time and lots of murders, and now he got him. So mm-hmm. it's over. Um, 
he finds the worry dolls. He puts them in his car. His daughter ends up finding them. Taking them. Uh, he's got an ex-wife. We'll, we'll loop back. We keep saying we're going to come around back to stuff, but we really have to just move past this at first. Um, so sorry for the delayed gratification, folks. Uh, he's got an ex-wife. There's lots of other characters. Lots and lots and lots of details about these characters. Mm-hmm. Point is, his daughter plays with these dolls. She has... Like a, her skin turns white and she shakes. She shakes. She pees herself. She ends up, uh, she makes crafts. Let's just passing. Say that. Yeah, she makes crafts and she makes little the dolls into little necklaces and sells them to like her mother's friend, her mother's best friend, a random couple who are in her mother's store, which is where she's selling them out of, and then another random character. Just random people. Doesn't matter. Well, there's four up, altogether. Those, those people end up killing people very violently. It's real gross. Um, Very gory, yeah. They end up drawing the symbol from the beginning, which is how Detective Matt and Darcy find out that there's something going on. There's also a magic black lady. There's a mystical black woman. Never fear, everyone. This movie has a mystical black woman. Uh, She has plot connections to Henry that are very... Really not gone into, I think, enough. No. It's it's very, like, (sighs) tenuous. Um, just sighing so much about the potential of this movie that is wasted. The daughter is real sick. She's in the hospital. Magical Black Lady tells Hero Cop Matt that he has to find all the dolls and then bring them to her so they can destroy them. Along with the daughter. Along with the daughter. So to save the daughter's life. And uh, and they only have until dawn. They only have until dawn to do it. So they gotta do that. They collect uh, all four. They catch them all. They catch him all. He brings her, he brings the dog, steals her from a hospital, uh, brings her to Magical Black Lady. Magical, Magical Black Lady is like, oh, hell no, I'm going to keep these for myself to save people. I don't because understand of, this at all. But... Yeah, because of like mystical black woman reasons related to, I don't know, third world children? Is that kind of like what she was saying? I honestly have no idea. But he, don't worry, he defeats her. Hero Cop is Hero Cop once again. And uh, then happily ever after. Yeah. Except that Magical Black Lady survives. Uh, Does she? The last shot of this movie is her chopping down a tree. Oh yeah, because they're made of they're made of like we a magical will, no, no, tree. No, no, no. We don't yeah, have to talk yeah. about that. No, no, no. We don't have to go into. Okay, so and I mean, there's consequences, but like the movie doesn't care. Movie doesn't care. Okay, so I want to get into the first thing about this um, because I mean we zoom past all that. This movie is bonkers. <laughs> it's pretty bonkers, but the the way that it's bonkers is that it like. <laughs> I feel like we're going to spend this whole episode talking about the script because... Oh, I have specific quotes I would like to read. It's not just, it's not just like the quotes, I can't wait to hear them, but like the fact that this is the kind of script that you write when someone tells you in screenwriting class that you need details that aren't relevant to where you're going to flesh out your universe. Mm -hmm. And so like your characters have to have desires and like quirks and like need to be doing things that aren't relevant to the direct plot and the direct story so that they feel more lived in and mm-hmm. so that your world feels fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Chris Wheel and uh, Danny Colker took that advice and just went nuts with it. Yeah. Because so many things happen that are just like, just like exposition being thrown at you that is totally irrelevant to what is like happening. Yeah. Uh, the relationships between characters. And it doesn't really help make them feel any more real. No, it just overwhelms you. I, I felt overwhelmed think, this whole time. Yeah. There's a scene very early on. So like, he's got this ex-wife. He's establishing this relationship with his ex-wife. Samantha Smith from Supernatural, by the way, who I love seeing in things. I was really overjoyed every time she was on screen. 
Yeah, she's adequate. She's decent. She's one of the most decent she's, people in the she whole has movie. She yeah. almost nothing to do. But she has friends, and the friend has a husband, and the husband has a box to carry, and he's upset about carrying the box. This is like the... F- he's also been out of work for six months. The fifth scene. And it's just like... Uh, it's it's too much for a brain but to process. Also, but also... When this is a horror movie where we're trying to follow the thread of what's going on. But you know, like, th- that doesn't even really work, because, you know, I thought that was her sister for, like... The whole movie until she dies. So, like, they didn't even give us the most important detail, which is how these characters know each other. Like, th- right? Like, we have all this we have all this information about how, like, she's getting extra hours at the store because her husband's out of work, but yet we don't know what these characters' relationships are to each other. What I was going to say about the script, um, which I noticed pretty immediately, it, it happens during the first real piece of dialogue, which is um, after Hirokot Matt kills Henry... He is standing, like, in the hospital looking at whatever Henry has, like, drawn on the walls. Mm -hmm. Um, And Darcy comes in, his partner, and they have this conversation, and I don't remember the exact things that they say. Oh, one of the things that they say is... um, Well, it's about... They don't want to talk to the news. Right. It's like Darcy wants... Well, Darcy wants Matt to come talk to the news people. And Matt's like... Nope. And Darcy's like, please, come on. I told, I I told the boss that you would do it. Or just this like ridiculous dialogue. And then there's a point where they're talking, they go, they start talking about Henry and they're, they're trying to sneak details in about Henry that we don't know yet. Cause we're, we still have really don't have anything idea, any idea what's going on with Henry. But Matt says something like people, like some dads beat their kids and people deal with it. And then Darcy's like, yeah. And some people don't deal with it. And it was just like, Again, with screenwriting class, like, you know how, have you ever, like, been a, been young and written something where you're like, this is going to sound so cool. I can't wait for, like, actors to read this because it's going to sound amazing. And then somebody reads it out loud and you're like, oh, no one talks like that. No. People do not communicate that way. And... To be fair, to be 100% fair, uh, the acting in this movie is so fucking wooden that it ends up... Re- I mean, like, honestly, one of the thoughts I had is The Room the famously bad film. Oh, yes. Uh, is just because the line readings are just so strange and imbued with such, like, lack of human, like, actual yes. way that people so talk. It is the combination of the script and the acting. Like, there's no doubt. But, like, again, with the mystical black woman scene, she just shows up next to the car. <laughs> and Carol Cutmat is like, what's your name? Like, Lababada? And she's like, oh, no, it's it's like you know, whatever her actual name is, you're the one who was with Henry when his father died. And it's I like, remember you from the files. It's like, it's so fucking awkward. Yeah. It's, it's just like, so weird. It's so overdetermined. That's what I'm saying. And like, again, the thing with the father dealing with, like dealing with your dad beating you or whatever, there's all this stuff like hero cop, Matt monologues at length about his dad's 72nd birthday and how he forgot trips to Disneyland, but he never forgets his dad's birthday, but his dad's dead. And, and he also haunted. forgot his daughter's birthday. Cause right. he was so into this Henry situation. The other, um, worst piece of dialogue right in the beginning of the movie, the mom's new boyfriend and dog. Like, yes, the Chloe doesn't like dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so cute by the way. Like leave, like leave that Rottweiler alone. Um, but the, when hero cop, Matt shows up to get his daughter, he's not taking her anywhere. He's just there to like, say hi, I guess, which is weird. Um, but she comes out and hugs him. And then she's like, yeah, uh, what's her name? Chloe. Chloe comes out and hugs Hero Cop Matt. And she's like, daddy, I want to keep you. And he's like, I want to keep you too, honey. Forever, forever and ever. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? This is their thing? Is I want to keep you? 
It's fucking weird. It's also the big emotional payoff at the end. It, yeah, exactly. So they had to give it to us in a really weird, unnatural way so that it could be an emotional payoff that doesn't also, it really also doesn't work. My favorite part about that is you're right that there's no reason for him to show up at the house and Sam Smith. And he's is like, I have a real, present for you. He's real sad about Does it. Does he? I don't think so. No, she takes the dolls. She takes the word That's dolls. That's the present. But which, like, again, she just like takes the evidence that he has sitting in the back seat. Right, he doesn't notice until way later. That's like another half thing. an hour later. That's another thing. We'll talk about this whenever you want, but they are the fucking worst cops. He and Darcy, talk no wonder him. it took them... Okay, fine. No wonder it took them years and years and years and years and years to catch this guy because they suck at being cops. They're really bad. He, one, yes, he does not notice this evidence... Uh, has been taken from his car by his child. For days. For days. Until many people are already dead. <laughs> he doesn't notice that the... Like, he kill- he beats the serial killer that he's been chasing for so long. He goes back to his office, has a drink out of his desk, stares at his wall of, like... P- papers. Like, his, like, yeah, his string wall with, like, like seven, all the connections. Where he's connected yeah. everything. Takes and, it all down. But he never processed the fucking evidence that he picked no, up. No, no. He's got this box and in his back then seat. he has, there's another murder... The guy is wearing one of the dolls around his neck in the video, and he doesn't fucking notice. Like, they're the worst. And then in the Well, they scene, notice... Okay. The they point notice, of that... They notice the big, like, symbol that the guy drew on the freezer door, uh-huh. but they don't notice the minutiae that he's wearing. They're, they're not, like... They're not clueless cops, but they are bad detectives. Like, they're detectives, and they suck. Um, there's also a part at the end where Dar- uh, they're... they're they're driving separate cars to go um, to Chloe's house to get something. I don't. Whatever know. reason they go to Chloe's house or and, and listen, the ex wife's house. There's too much information. No, no, no like, like, I want to get to this. They go separately, and instead of waiting for each other, um, like detectives should do. I think I brought this up during the den also, which is like, do not go into places where someone could kill you. Uh, alone. It just is ridiculous to me that these cops go into houses by themselves because of course they get fucking knocked out immediately. Like, there's no sense in it at all. So then, like, Darcy goes in first, doesn't wait for him, even though they're driving separately, which, why? Uh, goes in first, gets taken by a new fiancé. Um, then he comes in and he's she's already got glass to her throat. Like, there's just no, like, of course, you should have just fucking waited for backup. Like, these people are the worst cops. It's that's really all I had to say. It's just so bad and unfortunate that we're supposed to care about these detectives and they just suck so bad at their jobs. Do you at all want to talk about the different victims uh, who get possessed by these dolls? We can, because I think that um, one of them is particularly well done. At least it was a tense scene, I think. I, again, there's more details than we need. Like, for example, one of the... There's, like, a young couple who takes one of the dolls, and he's buying a pregnancy test, and he's got some anxiety about that, and then that all goes out the window when he just stabs mm-hmm. the cashier to death for no reason. Um, it's hor- horrific. It's really bad. It, yeah, it's it's real gross and unnecessary, and... You know, the more, the more interesting murder is that it's the friend... Um, I want to... I don't know. I don't need to, like, refer to people with names. Samantha Smith's character, she's the... She's... Matt's ex-wife. She's a friend. Friend has a husband. Mm-hmm. They're, like, in love. They're very happy. Um, but they have money troubles because he has not been working. Because, oh, shit, it's Thursday. I gotta go pay Big Al. Right, who's their lawnmower guy. Classic line of dialogue. So he's wearing... He has a job interview, and she puts the worry doll, like, under his shirt to, like, give him luck or whatever. 
sidebar these things are hideous they're all acting like these are like really cool necklaces that they all got no they're so ugly and weird looking and they don't like fit under your shirt it's just very strange i really it removed a lot of like i had a lot of suspension of disbelief in this because they just did they didn't look cool they looked weird um but he puts it on because it's like touching his skin he goes and kills the lawnmower guy with shears like garden shears yeah yeah then he's covered in blood, like fully drenched from head to toe. He's just red. Then he goes in and starts stalking her. And he's kind of, we're supposed to kind of pick up at this point that like, it is preying on your anxieties, right? That he's like, this is a problem with him having money problems. I don't really know it, that that was clear. It's not clear. It's supposed to be coming through. But... Hero Cop Matt also at this point has like realized what's going on, kind of. So wait, you think this is the interesting one? The yes. shining chase scene? Yes. Only it's less by the time he's actually chasing her. It's more like when you know he's going to kill that guy. You know he's going to go kill the lawnmower guy and it sucks. You're like, don't do it. And then she's going to get surprised by him being covered in blood. And then they have to like run around their house. And he, yeah, he's chopping through the, the door. There's two different bathroom doors. And then like there's a bathroom window. So having that moment of like... It's an intriguing little I have set to, like, piece. Oh, I have to get this door. Now I have to go this door. Oh my God, there's a window. Lock it quickly before he comes. It's kind of like... Um, it reminded me of Hush. It's a worse Hush. But that happens in Hush where it's a, it's a good moment to be like, someone's outside. I have this many doors and this many windows. And I need to close them all before he gets there. See, my problem with this point is, again, we're... I hate that we keep saving stuff for later, but I sort of want to have our conversation about what's going on here and the exposition behind the magic of this movie. Um, sort of a little self-contained. But at this point, we can figure out that, like, you're being possessed by these dolls in some some way. Uh, but it's, like, it gives you a flair for the dramatic that I think is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, he really wants to, like... I gotcha. Like, when he ends up killing his wife while Matt is there, like... Watching, not, yeah. Not in time to save her. Um, he's just, like, standing behind her, waiting for her to turn around. And it's just, like... It's stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah. It's, like, the kind of thing that, like... I mean, I say, I say the best murder scene in this movie. It, to me, it's good. It's just the enough. best one. I think that uh, this movie also, like... The script intentionally skips what could have been some of... The most interesting moments. The one I was going to mention, it, this one wouldn't be that interesting, but it would be like a, a, an emotional moment that the script completely ignores, which is that once he has, he just watched, I think her name was Becca, isn't it? Who's he? Herocott Matt. Herocott Matt has just watched his ex-wife's best friend and her husband die. Well, he killed one of them. Um, and then he watched Becca die. He couldn't save her. He also, again, worst cop in existence. Um, two people now have died in front of him who he tries not a wit to save no people i know this from like the true crime that i read people who get their throat slit they can survive it's hard but they can survive i think probably three times total in this movie uh somebody gets their throat slit and he's like oh oh no and he just kind of like hovers his hands over their body and then they like die and he's like oh no and never about? calls 911, yeah, I was gonna say, ever. His lack of procedure whatsoever, like... He, he, again, worst cop ever. But so he goes to the hospital after he's watched Becca die and killed her husband, and he... Because that's where Chloe is, because she had a seizure. 
Yes, Chloe's had a seizure. She's in the hospital, and um, Samantha Smith is like waiting for um, them to have news. So he goes in, and he's like, "Tell me where, like, the other dolls are. Like, tell me who else you sold these dolls to." And she's like, "I don't know. You have to go look at like the book." Oh yeah, she goes. Well, I need to call Becca then because uh, she bought one too. And then there's a moment where he looks at her, kind of like, Ugh. and then cut to him in the car with Darcy, and she's like. How did she take the news? And he's like, I told her what she needed to know. And I'm like, why would you fucking skip that scene? That's ridiculous. That's a good scene of him having to relay this news that he... And it would be a tough... This is why they skipped it. Because it's it's a hard scene to write. That's the answer, is that it's too hard to get the nuance of that. That, Either in writing or acting. Oh my god! Like, that's... I can't even express my own disappointment at this. Like, it made me so angry to lazy. skip on, on one of the most the biggest potential emotional payouts of the movie like oh it would all it, it is is lazy so much. it's extremely lazy yeah um let's talk about where they go next which is they figure out at this point that it's they go uh read the book the like i don't know what like the ledger of who it's bought a ledger one. yeah 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 it's uh, like a guest like, book yeah. for their damn antique store well no because they need they i assume they don't they have, have like credit address. cards and stuff but they have an email address they like, do have an email address that's true which is so useless God, this oh no 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 sucks. no! they have her email address because she was waiting on another um oh, yeah no i know why yeah. they have it it's not a useful detail yeah that like that's a roadblock Anyway, I really don't care. I don't want to talk about this old woman who also has the... Th- I, they it, save her. They, they, they save the they other do person. Not, she does not die. Um, they go to find Magical Black Lady, who ambushed them before, and they sort of... Wrote her off. off. And then they were like, ooh, she might be important. But of course, now they know exactly where to find her. Um, and it's... Well, I, she's I, in the file. I bring this up because it's a particularly bad moment of ADR, where they're like, the, the car's driving up, and it's like, this woman is sure to know something about this box, right? <laughs> in this voiceover and it's like my god like this did lead to my favorite my my i'll say favorite when i mean fucking least favorite line of dialogue in the whole movie are you ready what's that um so they they sit down with this woman and she she throws a lot of uh, information at them about like her being with henry when he when his i guess father died when he killed his father killed, uh, yeah the, henry's got some backstory that we do not like in the flashback we see he's covered in fucking blood yeah so. and she's there for some reason um she gives him these worry dolls that are like from his from her village the so worry dolls we talk about these worry dolls which yeah. are a real thing yeah um i think they are actually of guatemalan origin mm-hmm. they're these tiny little humanoid dolls they're 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 like string 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 and then more string to make it look like clothes Right? Yeah. Like, they're just a little bit... They're made of string. They're, like, probably, like, an inch yeah. like, tall mm-hmm. and, like, maybe a little less than that wide. Yeah. They're just, like, these tiny, like, very simple... Yeah. Again, dolls is an overstatement. I agree. They're not really dolls. They're, like, little figures. figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, but, but these ones are made out of wood. Yes. From, from a magical tree. From a magical tree that her um, great-grandmother... Yeah, brought over from the tribe. And so she gives them to him... But there's some element of, like, he poured all of his hatred and anger into them. So now they have this, like, power. Um, let's just say this makes no sense. Like, right? Like, yeah. the, the magic of this doesn't no, make sense. I wrote, down, at the, I wrote down my notes. Like, at this point in the movie, it's not just that this explanation of this, like, magical 
background doesn't make sense. It's that I have been inundated with so many details and I don't know which ones are important. At this point in the movie, literally my brain didn't have like room. Room, I agree, I agree. For more and there just was, like minutia. And it was all happening very quickly because you're just trying to watch the movie as it comes. I wasn't like pausing to try to like think about it. Figure it out. Um, but there's something about like there's worry and hatred in these dolls. And somehow that are can, also like, made of like rare wood. Yes, they, they didn't have they, it. They, they have a power. Well, they didn't have the hatred before Henry. No, he put hatred into them, and now they have a power to to affect change in some way. It's like so a really half-assed. There's a, so then there's a moment where play. she's like, so then he was whispering into them, and he was going to do something, and then Darcy goes, "Oh my God, he was trying to purge his soul," as if that's a lo- a leap of logic to make, like. Oh, right. of course, he's trying to purge his soul. I was like, what? I don't even know what that means. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking so, about. We should say, oh. it's like a, it's kind of like a child's play thing in combination with this like magic that brings your anxieties to life. He's like preserved his soul in this because he never went to sleep. Uh, oh, 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 Henry never slept. What? <laughs> he never slept the whole the whole time? No, no. Since what, childhood? No, no, no. What it is, this is... I. I actually did rewind this because I was I didn't know anyone what, what they're talking about. So there's a detail that I think must have been left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> um, there's something to do with like it it like it frees you of your worry oh. once you go to sleep, and instead he died. So he put his worry in the dolls, and then he got shot to death by Hero Cop Matt. And so so now the worries Henry in the dolls. never slept the. Time he oh, died. Okay. And so they still have his energy. He was never able to, like, clean which, himself. Which does not explain why they have until dawn the next day. This one, like, I wrote this down, too. <laughs> He's like, how long do we have? And she thinks for a second and then goes, until dawn. And I was like, you have no idea, like, when... It's as if she was like, what is going to sound cool? Until dawn. And he's like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. What the fuck? Honestly, this like overnight thing and like again, he, like he never slept, and now we have this. Now we now the clock's ticking for some reason. For some reason, it and, wasn't before, but now it is. And now it's this weird fetch quest of I have to go get these four Was dolls. She counting, she's like, okay, it's been five days since I saw you in the car since Henry died, so it's been like seven. Like it's been like so many hours, so that must mean that you have like five hours left. So let's just say dawn. Like it makes no sense. It's it's so it's so clunky, and again, like. Legitimately, like, right now, I have no idea what the plan is supposed to be. Again, we talked about the magical Black Lady mm-hmm. b- betrays them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know what, like, anyone thinks they're going to do if they get the dolls and Chloe and how it's going to save her and why she specifically... Because, like, the old woman was also affected by these dolls. Uh, and why does she have to do it? Like, why can't he just burn the dolls? If the idea is, like, the dolls cannot exist and Clo- or Chloe will die, yeah, so just tell him to burn them. Don't bring them back here. The activity that has to be performed, for some reason, Chloe needs to be present for this activity. And also, there's an arbitrary timer. It is just, like, such a fucking mess. It makes no sense. But she betrays them. Well, also... Somehow she's going to use these dolls for good. Should we also talk about... To help children. She's a pure innocent because she hasn't suffered or some shit. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, Chloe hasn't suffered, even though... Her parents are divorced. They divorced very badly. And she has an irrational fear of dogs. She's afraid of dogs. Yeah. She, you know who's oh, af- she kills a dog, by the way. I was not happy about that. She she kills a dog there's like, a hor- immediately. There's a horrible scene where she has been like possessed by the demon doll. 
And then the Don't dog... Don't say demon. There's no fucking sorry, demons. Sorry, she's possessed by the doll. It's like touching her skin because she's wearing it as a bracelet. Um, the dog comes into her room. His name's Buddy. Comes into her room in the middle of the night and just kind of like is looking at her. She gets out of bed. She like sneaks past him on the wall. She goes downstairs. She's in the kitchen. He's following her, but it's not... Uh, threatening at no. all he's being like he's he's being a very i mean like rottweilers you could say that they look kind of scary he's not growling at her no he's not barking he's being a dog he's he's watching her in that way that like a dog would follow you around the house if you were walking around the house mm-hmm. very normal then she straight up grabs a butcher knife and crazy murders the dog and it was awful it's not her it's not even her mother's dog it's her like soon-to-be stepfather's dog and he is the most chill with it i've ever seen a person he's like oh i'll go clean up my dead dog like that's totally fine don't even worry about it and i'm like if if my like soon-to-be stepdaughter killed my dog i would be inconsolable i'd be like i can't be part of this doll shit you have going right now i have to go like mourn the fact that my dog is dead like it was just so horrifying to me i could not deal with it Anyway, back to the. She's afraid of all dogs. Mystical black woman. Even when she's not possessed, she's afraid of dogs. And um, let me tell you right now, that's not a trait that people who have not had a negative experience with dogs don't like. That's not necessarily true. My cousins were really afraid of dogs when they were really little because dogs were just a lot bigger than them. And they had a negative experience with a dog. It might have been as simple as they got barked at and they didn't like it. Or like this dog is bigger than me. That's fair enough. Uh, But no, she's a pure innocent. She's never known suffering. Regardless of the dog thing. Her also, father forgot her birthday. Also, she has epilepsy. Um, I'm pretty sure people with epilepsy don't have the fucking peachy keenest lives that they could possibly oh, yeah. have. I literally don't when understand. When she like, is like possessed by this doll, shaking like ghost white, peeing herself, her mother isn't like, "Oh my god, what?" It's she's like, "Oh, another seizure." So like, this girl has had experiences like this. Which, by the for way, years. I rolled my eyes so hard at. Why the fuck does she have to be epileptic? Like, what? What does that serve? It's so stupid. I agree because the it's or- just to delay. It delays it exactly, it's but so it dumb. delays it for what, like five minutes? Like it's ridiculous. It sucks. <sighs> Anyway, Mystical Black Woman, she's going to use the dolls for good, or for good, but Chloe has to die, which obviously the movie's not going to let happen, because I think, whatever. Let's talk about, so let's talk about this a little bit. I, I'm not kidding, like, there's this, like, final, this final confrontation is Darcy dies. Darcy gets her throat cut. Um, he does the same thing. He's like, oh no, what do I do? Bye. Now she's dead and I can't do anything. Like, what the fuck? Uh, his partner that presumably he's very close to. It's not just like some civilian. Been working with Hen- on this Henry case for fucking years. It's, a, it's obnoxious. Goes to Magical Black Lady. Magical Black Lady chloroforms him. I do not know what is happening. I think she's under the thrall of the doll somehow. Mm-hmm. Like somehow like she's not making... The decisions... I mean, because if she is, she then... She might be. That makes even less sense. She might be. Um, they don't have a thrall. They're not calling to you. They only affect you if they're touching your skin, and then they just make your... She wouldn't, like, have a plan of, like, I'm going to use this for see, good. See, but she, she would just kill him. No, because she has, like... She has this relationship to this old rare wood. Like, this is rare wood, and, like, that matters in the Guatemala aspect... Um, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't matter because it doesn't make any sense. Re- regardless, it doesn't make sense. So I, I, it's not even very tense. I just want to say it's not that like uh, the conflict is very confusing because she's talking about wanting to make the world a better place. Like she wants to sacrifice Chloe to make the world a better place, but it's not clear. It's not even sacrifice Chloe. It's just let Chloe die because if if we hit Dawn, 
Chloe's gonna die if the dolls aren't destroyed. And Again, I'm, and she's completely not unclear why Chloe's gonna die. hundred uh, percent. Um, but she wants to keep the dolls intact to use them to save children somehow. It just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, Matt throws the box in the fireplace, the box of dolls, in the fireplace. Magic Black Lady tries to go get them out of the fireplace, but she catches on fire, just runs out the runs, door. dives into the water. It, into, the, like, the lake near her house. Mm-hmm. Again, we should, t- like, it looks beyond stupid. Yeah. She reaches into the fireplace, her sleeves catch on fire, like you've seen any... And then suddenly any... her whole body's on fire, and, well, immediately. No, no, no. It's the effect that, like, this, the, the practical effect, if you've ever seen anyone catch on fire, like, in the movies or in a play or even anything, like, it's, they're wearing a sleeve that they light on fire... And you can see that it's very contained. And then it cuts to her outside the house. Whole body on and fire. And her whole body's on yeah. fire. And she's just running like an idiot. For a long time. It's not like the lake's right there. She runs like through the woods. And we watch her. As we if watch she's her run. like, hmm, I'm on fire. Where should I go? The water. Like she's just running, but like th- on a path. And then like d- down a dock. And then she flailing, does a flailing her swan arms. dive into the water. Flailing her arms. Like, anyway. It's so bad. Chloe's fine. They have a beautiful moment of like, I'm going to keep you, daddy. I'm going to keep you too, baby. Forever. Forever and ever. And then we see the title of the film uh, at the end. I wrote that down. I wrote, so Chloe's fine, I guess. <laughs> Everything's just all right. Do we have any scene of like resolution? Do we see Samantha Smith again? Nope. <sighs> Presumably she's still at the hospital wondering Waiting. what happened. <laughs> Waiting. Why did he take her out of here and point a bunch of guns at like the nurses and take my daughter? We should also start t- t- talk about the fact that, like, uh, I don't remember what it is, but, like, a bad thing happens, like, her vitals are, Chloe's vitals are going weird, and, like, um, as you know, in hospitals, there's never nurses who come to anyone's attention whenever something goes wrong, uh, like, the second you hit a fucking alarm button, uh, it, it was just, like, so yeah, it's dumb. awkward and strange, like, yeah. the, I'm pretty sure that, that's, like, the last we saw of Sam Smith was, like, her trying to figure this out yeah. and then there was also a really Matt weird there was also a really dumb moment of like they needed to find the one that was on her wrist and then they can't find it like they have all the stuff that was taken off of Chloe when she came in the ambulance it's not there then some guys like oh i bagged it and gave it to her dad and then they're like oh that must mean the stepdad they have to go get like it's no, all no, this no, no. dumb you, shit you just because you introduced this thread you forgot there's a whole plot line about who the EMT was who bagged it who they can't find right they can't find him and like you think maybe oh is this like <gasps> is something going to happen no no it's just that this EMT they can't find who they never end up finding. Instead, some other guy's like, oh, yeah, I did that. It I wasn't that guy. I gave it to her, I gave I it gave to her it- dad. Ugh. Okay. I have one more thing to say, and Wait, then I'm really done. We should say, the, the end of the movie is after... Oh, there's a post-credit sequence. Or, not quite post-credit, but we like post... We see the devil's dolls yeah. on the screen. And then we see Magic Black Lady, not on fire, chopping at a tree. Presumably it, making more dolls. Again, is this a rare wood tree? Like, what is know. the... What is she doing? Did she go to Guatemala? We don't know. No, it's like outside of her house. I have no idea. She just went back home when this was done. <laughs> Here's my th- one thing that I really that I really hate about this movie, and it's, it's, it's a lack of potential, I feel like, to me, is that, like, the most interesting thing to me, the thing that intrigued me immediately, um, is the fact that they only ever refer to Henry as Henry... In a way that suggests so much familiarity and history, in a way that I feel like I've seen that in other movies and TV shows, when you've been following a serial killer for years and years and years, as they've been doing, you feel this weird, like, 
not quite kinship, but like you have a relationship with this person, right? Is like, it normal that they know the name of the serial killer they're tracking? That seems weird to me. No, I think I think it's actually pretty normal because there's just like a point where they, I mean, like they may have only found out like a year ago. Um, no, because they know this magic black lady was with him at some point in the past. Okay, so magic black lady. I don't want to get into this. They're aware of her presence. Yes. They know who she is. She happens to show up as soon as he's dead, and they they don't question that fact at all. No, they don't care. They're not like again worst cops weird. ever. Did you know where he was the whole time? Are you aiding and abetting a serial killer? <laughs> no, not even a question that crosses their anyway, mind. Anyway, I just think I thought it was interesting that like they had. I think the relationship between detectives and the serial killers they hunt is really interesting. And I feel like that is what I miss the most in this movie is that I want, like, I want the prequel of this. Not written by Chris Wheel, but, like, I would rather watch a movie about Darcy and Matt and their hunt for Henry. And maybe that just is because I like, I like true crime and I like serial killer, you know, stories. So, like, but but that was what was interesting to me is, like, I want to know about Henry. Like, I want to know about him. I want to know, like what his abuse entailed. I want to know about, like, what his tells were as a serial killer. Like, did he kill everyone the same way? Like, what was the... What was what was his goal in serial killing? Did he have, like, an M.O.? Like, what was the situation? Because we don't, we don't know anything about him. He's, like, the least... He's the most interesting character who we only know for a second. He's got a whole interesting crime history. And then by the end of the movie, it's like, he didn't even matter. He was just a vessel for these dolls. And, like, it pissed me off so much he could have been so interesting and their relationship with him is really interesting to me and I'm just furious that like it came to nothing and it was just a device I fully agree <sighs> that's it for me what really confuses me about the end of this movie is that if she can chop down this tree to make more dolls because we have to assume that's what she's doing there's nothing else she could be doing if 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 this is our post credits like or post it's our end title card. It's our epilogue. Right. Right. It's the epilogue, exactly. Um, then she can make more worry dolls and presumably try to achieve her goal. Why the fuck? Did she fight him? Did she need to kill Chloe to do that? If she could just make more to do good, because that's her whole thing. Oh, oh she yes. wants to do good. She's not evil. She wants to save children. She doesn't see herself as evil. Yeah. If she knows that she's trying to do good, then why the fuck? Does she need these dolls? If she could just make more. The answer is she doesn't. This movie's stupid and doesn't know what it's doing. This is a really... Okay, let's just wrap this up. This is a really fucking stupid movie. Um, I do not recommend that anyone watches it. It's infuriating. Uh, it's a complete waste of time. If you want to be fucking blasted mm-hmm. with 90 minutes of pure exposition that leads nowhere, fucking that do it. That means nothing. Learn all about Sam Smith's engagement to this man and... His dog. The Disneyland that... the. Matt was bad at fucking pulling off the He forgot her birthday. It was tragic. I I just, like, so, you want so much information, fucking watch this movie. Otherwise, literally go eat a sandwich or anything else that you can do with your time. It was the first activity that came to mind. I honestly, like, to come back around, I know we trashed Rites of Spring, like, real bad when we first watched it. Rites of Spring is trying to do something interesting. It is trying to have several stories that come together in a twisty way. Uh, it has, uh, what's his face, who we like? A.J. Bowen. A.J. Bowen. Um, I think we even said at the time that the main the main girl did a pretty good job. You know, like, there was there that movie, in a weird way, has some stuff going for it. It ultimately failed, but it had some stuff going for it. This movie, like, 
uh, from beginning to end, it just made me angry with how much they wasted every small, tiny piece of potential that they had, and then just, it, it all meant nothing, and it was just all for beans. Like, it was just horrible. Again, I don't know dwell too much on comparing them, but I think that when we started this episode, I thought that this was better than Rites of Spring, and now I don't feel that way at all. I feel, like, pure animosity. Yeah, me too. For, like, this shitty movie and everything it fails to do. Yep. Because here's the thing. Like, Padraig Reynolds. <laughs> at Padraig. If you're listening... <laughs> I kind of hope you're not, but, you know. I hope you're not either. But if you're listening, you've got a good movie in you. Let's see it. I don't know what it's going to take to get it out out <laughs> of that, that mind of yours, but it's possible. We believe in you, Patrick. It's just, it hasn't happened yet. How old is he? I don't know. You, he's still, young, you still young, Patrick? He's in his 30s, you I think. You still got a, a movie in there somewhere? He's not a, he's not a baby. He's not an old man. Uh, anyway... Let's move on. Let's pull up the roulette and, um, oh god, what do we do? Can we burn these dolls and fucking throw them in a lake or whatever? Burn them up. I don't even know what works. Let's just set these fucking movie on fire. <laughs> but then again, you can always fucking chop down a tree and make another movie. <laughs> it's uh, all for nothing. All right, the roulette is pulled up. You ready? Let's, let's get this show on the road. <laughs> The ABCs of death. So this is an interesting one. I'm yeah. I'm in, I've been waiting for this one. I feel like for a long time. I haven't time. seen it. I know in advance. I don't know how we're gonna talk about it. Well, because it's the series of it's I like an anthology. It'll be film. similar to uh, extraordinary tales. I feel like we'll just discuss vignette by vignette. Mm-hmm. I'm excited because aren't one of these is directed by our boys. What are their names? Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett. Yes, Wingard and Barrett. I love them. They've they've directed several of my favorite horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so and I feel like we talked about watching this. I think probably even before we had this podcast. Yeah. And then we never did, but I'm kind of waiting for it to come. So I'm I'm actually pretty excited about it. Yeah. No. I. Uh, this should be a, a pretty good one. I should also say. Uh, Special surprise. We're going to do an episode next week. We are. We're back gonna... to back. We got a weird schedule in September. Yes. We're going to be away on vacation mm-hmm. um, for a week. Um, that so... we normally put on episodes. Yeah. So we're going to put so, out back to back weeks. And then at the end of September, we'll be right around our one year anniversary of this podcast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So fun. We got a couple ideas so... of some cool stuff we could do for that. So, yeah. so we're going to do first week of September and then last week of September are our next two episodes. Mm-hmm. And next week is ABCs of Death. ABCs of Death. So enjoy that. Super exciting. I can't wait. I'm actually, I, this is so cool that it's coming like close to our anniversary. I know. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. Fingers crossed. In the meantime, you can always check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook at Now Screaming. Be sure to tell your friends about the podcast. Leave a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Tweet about us. Honestly. Us, yeah. Email us. We haven't talked about our email. We have an email if you have questions or comments or concerns. It's now screaming at gmail.com. It is. I don't know why you'd email us instead of tweeting us. Why but not? If it's personal. If it strikes your fancy. <laughs> it could be a personal story. Please. Please share it. And thanks to Toby Hooper, who passed away this week. Yeah. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Poltergeist and Salem's Lot. Just a, a brilliant, brilliant horror director who... Uh, has now left us, but thanks for everything, W Uber. All right. On that solemn note. Oh, man. See everybody next week. Next week. Woohoo! Bye. Bye bye.